Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Podcast Network. It's time for the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan, your home for Ole Miss sports. To be a part of the show, email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradloganCOTE. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. And now, from the vault to the pavilion to Swayze Field, it's all Ole Miss all the time. Here's your host, Brad Logan. And welcome into this week's edition of the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Network. So excited. About $2.1 million. The Grove Collective raised this week so far. The goal, though, $3 million bucks. That's an incredible amount. And the Grove Collective, led by Walker Jones, and they did a phenomenal job on Monday. $2.1 million raised as of, as we record on Thursday night. It was a, it was a big deal. Not just for football, but for all sports on campus. And you know, having so many coaches be a part of this, uh, being able to hear from Lane Kiffin there at the end, obviously speaks volumes, and there's a huge amount of money. Student season tickets are sold out. That also goes along with the LSU game is sold out. So if you don't have your Ole Miss tickets, we'll have more information on that for you in the second half of the show. Uh, Matt Smith, who does a great job overseeing so many things on campus. If you remember, Paris Buchanan, a friend of ours, was on the program a number of times. Let us know what was going on around campus, around game day, uh, some things that are happening. Well, Bigs used to feel, but Paris headed off to Auburn. But Matt has done a great job so far. We're so excited to hear from him and uh, to be able to hear kind of what's going on that first game against Mercer. The good news, he's got himself a night game early in the season against Georgia Tech. You know, Ole Miss didn't have a night game until the Egg Bowl, and we'll talk to Matt about that here in just a little bit in the second half of the show. Recruiting still wide open. What about that Cam Franklin commitment? The five-star product out of Lake Comrade, Mississippi, Lake Comrade High School. We had a chance to visit uh, with him uh, on the Red and Blue Crew podcast with David Johnson, and it was a – it was a great conversation. We heard from Nick Nestor, his head coach, but I think more importantly for Ole Miss, they continue to build and stack talent on that defensive line and on that defense by Pete Golding. Football season right around the corner. We'll talk to Matt about this, but we want to tell you as well right now that if you're coming to Mercer, go ahead and hydrate now. <laughs> I don't think that can be said enough. It's going to be a hot one. We think, obviously, the time of year uh, – it was, uh, as like I said, it was recorded on, on Thursday night here. Uh, it was really hot today, and, um, you know, it's something you're going to have to hydrate. And so we encourage you to uh, to please hydrate accordingly uh, prior to that game uh, at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Uh, we do know there will be plenty of water and ice and all that good stuff, so the university is going to do its 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 job the, the best of it, its ability to make sure that everybody uh, stays safe on a very, uh, we think, very hot conditions 
uh, a week from Saturday. Talking about this football team, it's pretty much all closed off to the media with the exception of a couple of periods uh, before practice. Or, I'm sorry, at the beginning of practice and Jared Redding, uh, David Johnson, Tyler Comas doing a great job for you. Over at Inside the Rebels, affiliate of 24-7 Sports. You're, of course, at Rebs247.com. Daily practice reports from as best as they can get. But David and I had an opportunity to see practice uh, a week ago this past Saturday and saw a lot. Basically saw that it was pretty much Jackson Dart's job uh, to lose. And this is this is his team. And I thought Spencer Sanders played pretty well, but I was pretty impressed with Jam Griffin, the running back. He he didn't have at that point he didn't have his um, his pads in his pants, but I mean they weren't tackling below the waist anyway, so it was a little tough to tell from a running game perspective. But he looked good, like he, uh, he was running good with the ones and the twos. And uh, Ulysses Bentley wasn't healthy. Now we've been told he's healthy, and David believes he's going to run a lot in the slot. So it's going to be some answers there at running back. I'm still looking at that ride receiver position. I know Aiden Williams is. Very talented and, and looking to to run with the some the twos right now, but who's that number one receiver going to be? Is <clears throat> is it going to be uh, a Jalen Knox? Is it going to be a Dayton Wade? Is it going to be Aiden Williams? So uh, some questions will have to be answered very very soon. Depth across that offensive line, defensive line, I think that's key. Uh, linebacker play again, positions I'm looking for uh, the defensive backfield and linebackers. That's the number one positions I'm looking for when Ole Miss kicks it off next Saturday. How how do they look in this new Pete Golding system? Are they comfortable? Um, and, you know, <laughs> are receivers running wide open? I mean, I don't think we'll see anything like we saw from the 2016-2017 uh, season by any stretch. But I do think there's some inexperience there, at least some inexperience of playing together. So many players transferred out. Big Benoson, uh, Battle, uh, headed off to other programs. And then you, you got <clears> – <throat> You know, got Gaddy coming in. Uh, so how how's that going to be with Tysheem Young? Just just so many things. And, um, you know, Trey Washington's been dealing with a leg injury. I, th- I thought he looked pretty good uh, running with the twos behind Tysheem Young, maybe maybe running with some ones. Deontay Prance had some had some legal issues. So uh, how how is he going to be able to transition in after kind of going through all that? So just some unanswered questions on defense. I don't think there's any defenses, uh, any questions on offense. Right now I think offensively, they're absolutely loaded. Once again, I understand there's some trepidation. I've got some too at wide receiver because Jackson Dart's got to throw it to somebody. But there's a there's a, a component in this that we we uh, haven't seen from Ole Miss in quite a few years. That's the tight end position. And I think with Caden Prescorn, who you know I, you got Brock Powers, I get that at Georgia, but very easily could be some form of all conference by the end of the year. I, I think he's going to be that good. I did an over-under of, of, of five touchdown catches. I did this with David the other day, and I said over. And I think it's going to be a lot over. I think we're going to see some great play calls for him, and he's a, he's a terrific blocking tight end. And then you're asking yourself, where's Michael Trigg? He's kind of buried in the depth chart right now. And I think if Michael Trigg decides he wants to play football and be a key contributor to this team, he can be one. He can be a – more than a key, he can be an incredible, incredible asset to this team. We saw him line up at receiver with the third team this past Saturday. I say receiver. He was in a form of a slot and made a circus catch. Can he do that? Will he do that? We'll see soon enough. But it's Ole Miss and Mercer in a couple of weeks. We'll, we'll learn a lot more, I think, defensively than offensively. I think Ole Miss is going to score just a ton of points. And I'm just anxious to see the defense. And then, you know, you get ready for – the uh, the trip down to to Tulane, 
I've been asked on every show I've been a part of what I think about that game, and I answer it every single time the same way. If Ole Miss can't go to Tulane and win that game, then they're in for a lot of losses this year, and that is not to disparage the Tulane Green Wave. I think they're going to have a really good team. Michael Pratt's coming back. Um, they did lose their, their top running back that they beat uh, when they beat USC last year, but if Ole Miss can't beat Tulane, can they beat anybody else in the SEC West schedule, not to mention Vanderbilt and not to mention Georgia out of the East? It's football season, and we're so excited. We're excited that College Corner is a part of our uh, sponsorship family now. We're so grateful for our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online with the game, where the game starts. Be sure to use that promo code Believe. That's B L E A V to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Bet Online where the game starts. You can start Saturday. We've got Vanderbilt versus Hawaii. I can't wait. <laughs> can't wait for Vanderbilt Hawaii. Navy and Notre Dame from Ireland. From Dublin, it's college football, and it is here. We're also grateful for our sponsorship with Debbie Johnson. Debbie Johnson is our real estate agent here on the Believe in Ole podcast. She can be your real estate agent today. Give her a call, 662-689-0090. Looking for any particular type of extra, what I like to call extra. Maybe you're listening, and maybe you're thinking about that retirement property in Oxford or maybe somewhere in Lafayette County, somewhere away from all the hustle and bustle. Maybe you're looking for the acreage to go along with that with a pond. Or maybe you're looking for a hunting property. How about that investment property? Real estate's through the roof. Groceries, everything is just insane. How about investing into that? Debbie can help you. She can do it. She's our real estate agent here. I believe it on this podcast. She can be yours today. Once again, 662-689-0090. Tell Debbie you heard about it. On the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, she'll take extra special care of you. Matt Smith with the University of Mississippi coming up in just a moment. So excited to talk with Matt. Talking about football, talking about stadium environments, music, all the good stuff, and the fireworks right here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Network. Today's show is brought to you in part by Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments for the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all sports wagering needs, including live betting and the fan favorite Vegas Casino and Poker Games. It's really easy to get started. Just head on over to the website, use your mobile device, and sign up today. Use our promo code Believe50, B L E A V 50, and receive your 50% welcome bonus in your first deposit. But online where the game starts. Today's show is brought to you in part by Realtor Debbie Alderson Johnson. If you're looking for a spot in the Oxford area or, quite frankly, anywhere in Mississippi, that is your go-to. Remember, real estate industry since 2003, looking for that special ag property, maybe a recreational property, maybe a commercial real estate property, or a new home. Uh, Debbie does a great job and can be your real estate agent today. Just contact her directly at 662-234-5555. Of course, that's a member of the Kessinger Real Estate family at 
MajorRealEstate.com, and Debbie has been with them for quite a few years. If you need to get her directly, just dial her cell phone at 662-689-0090. Remember, your go-to for real estate, whether it be commercial, farm, or maybe you need that home. Maybe you need that second home in Oxford. If you're looking maybe to relocate to Oxford, part of the real estate family, the Kessinger Real Estate family. Debbie Johnson, your realtor, 662-234-5555, or call her cell phone at 662-689-0090. Debbie Johnson, a proud sponsor here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. The College Corner is headed to Oxford. Stop by their new location in the Oxford Commons off Sisk Avenue. They'll have 4,000 square feet of Rebel gear ready for your trip to the Grove. On your next trip to Oxford, stop by the College Corner or our other great locations in Ridgeland and Flowood. Hats, shirts, polos, pullovers, sweats, T-shirts. College Corner has it all. And as always, you can visit us online at collegecornerstore.com. That's collegecornerstore.com. The College Corner, where your game day apparel meets. Hi, this is Brad Logan. The Grove Collective's mission is to support, elevate, and protect the well-being of all our student-athletes through a wide range of NIL opportunities and initiatives at Ole Miss. The Collective was established to deliver a best-in-class NIL experience that is worthy of the student-athletes who give their all for Ole Miss. This consolidated and sustainable model provides premium access and experiences between our members, corporate partners, and our athletes. To support all Ole Miss athletes and their NIL platforms, visit thegrovecollective.com. That's thegrovecollective.com. Join our team become a member today welcome back to the believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host Brad Logan want to be a part of the program just email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a dm on twitter at brad logan c-o-t-e whether it's touchdown Ole Miss or showers and right it's all Ole Miss all the time and now back to the show Welcome back to Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Network. So excited today to hear from Matt Smith. He's the Associate AD for Marketing and Fan Experience. Yeah, you've heard that title before. Uh, big shoes to fill that Parrish Buchanan's headed off to Auburn. But we're really excited to have Matt. And we know he's got some new ideas, some fresh ideas. And Matt, when we have you on the program, we mean that must mean it's going to be football season. Absolutely, Brad. I'm excited to join you guys. Yeah, like you said, it's uh... – Big shoes to fill with Paris leaving for Auburn, but Paris taught me a lot of great things and got me ready to go. So I'm excited to kind of take over the reins and see what we can do and see what we can do to make the fans experience as good as possible on all of our athletic game days. Yeah, and the good news is, as you and I talked off air a moment ago, we know at least there's going to be one night game and it's going to be early in the year. You know, last year we didn't have a night game until what? Really a good night game until the Egg Bowl. Yeah, Egg Bowl is the only one. Um, So, yeah, we know we have Georgia Tech week two, which – Obviously, when it's earlier in the year, it creates some challenges with the yeah. night game because, you know, Egg Bowl last year, I'm sure a lot of people saw the laser light show we did. Oh, it's it requires it being dark before game time to do that. So that won't be the case yeah. in week two, but just a lot more capabilities with our pyro, fireworks, uh, in game light shows, all that type of stuff. Night games are just, and we all know it's a lot less hot, which is huge. So night games are what we hope for. We know it's what the fans hope for. And hopefully we have more than just Georgia Tech this year. And we, uh, there's some fun stuff planned for those as well. Was last year the laser show or was that year before last? 
That was last year. Yep, that was last year's Egg Bowl. So it was the laser show on the field. Really, really cool thing Paris thought up. Um, you know, without saying too much, that's definitely hopefully on the right. docket again this year with some enhancements to it, assuming we have a night game where we can do it. Um, and it'll be obviously a different look, not just the same show over again. But it was difficult to execute needing a football field fully cleared off right before game time but it yeah. was well worth it in my opinion yeah that that had a lot of traction on social uh the social sites i was thinking was maybe texas a&m was there a particular element maybe last year or the year before where the stadium turned blue did am i making that yep. up nope texas a&m that would have been my first year here okay so two years ago last time we hosted them obviously we're on the road last year um we did a effect around the stadium with our ribbon board so the smaller kind of rings around the football stadium had those turned powder blue it was a powder blue night um and it kind of went along to the beat of whatever song we had going on we did a similar thing actually for anybody that went to men's and women's basketball games last year Mm -hmm. we did a similar thing in the pavilion to thunderstruck so it it does a really good job illuminating a dark arena so i think it's a really cool thing and um you know, something that we can keep doing depending on what song we want to do it to and everything like that. I think it's a really cool effect. You guys are at the forefront of the, and you'll have to help me, the particular lights that were installed a couple of years ago. Yep. You so got, we were, sorry, go ahead, Brad. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, you guys are at the forefront of that, of being able to, for a, a good old North Mississippi term here, and turn them on and off really quick. Whereas you used to yep. have to little warm up and that sort of thing. What kind of went into that? And, and uh, what are some things that you can do with those lights now? Yeah. So we have, and we have a great team over at productions that helps us. I basically give them a song and they can build a light show to the beat of any song with these lights. Um, and what's funny, it's just the nature of college athletics these days is we were really early to the market on those lights. And now it feels like we're already falling behind a little bit. Because now, you know, other schools, I'm yeah. sure people have seen Georgia and Alabama, they can color them, they can do all of that stuff. Uh, we're not there yet. Definitely something we're looking to. These lights just don't have those capabilities yet. Our baseball lights do, however, which is really cool for anyone that's been out there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's a great capability. It's an awesome thing. I, I've been at other schools before that didn't have that. And, you know, it's a night game, and you really don't even have the ability to turn the lights off. So. I think it's a huge part of the fan experience that you see everywhere. TV does a great job capturing it at other schools, and that helps us get ideas. Um, and, you know, Tennessee does it all the time when they light the power T. So we, we're just trying to keep up with everybody else and be as innovative as we can and beat people to great ideas, basically. I've had um, people ask me a thousand questions, and I told them, I said, look, look Matt's going to tell us all he can tell us. <laughs> But he can't go too deep because there's a lot of surprises coming your way. Uh, yeah. w- one thing, and I will ask this, I don't know the answer to this. The use of drones are huge yes. in inter- entertainment. Can you comment on any possible drone use? We've looked into it. Um, I can't comment on much. I will okay. say from from a drone perspective, and this is kind of getting into the weeds, a little bit of the nerdier side of it. Drones are a lot more difficult from a logistical standpoint, just with all the approvals you need where lasers, you know, you put them on top of uh, each side and you can build a show based on that. So drones is definitely something I think you'll start seeing around college athletics. And again, like I said, Ole Miss wants to be innovative and on the forefront of that Um, from an execution side, much more difficult than lasers. But I think, you know, basically it mimics a fireworks show or, or whatever with drones. I'm sure a lot of people have seen it. I think some NFL teams have done it. I think the Las Vegas Raiders maybe have done it. Um, but 
definitely something we are looking into. I can't, I can't make a guarantee that it's going to happen, but definitely something we're exploring. Lane Kiffin is just a, a bucket of gold when it comes to social content and uh, moving the needle with celebrities, with, if you want to call Hespola a celebrity, we'll, we'll allow the, <laughs> the listeners to do what they want. How do you take those social interactions and how do you take that press forward with the, and we're not asking for who's doing, are you, are you ready or anything, but how do you take some of those social interactions and throw that into a big batch of trying to put a game day experience together? Yeah, well, I just think his personality is so great because it it gives us the ability to kind of have fun with it, too. I mean, if you had a head coach that didn't want to do any of that on social media, you're probably a little bit more hesitant to try to bring that into your in-venue show. I mean, last year we have Rich Homie Kwan up in our mm-hmm. DJ stand, basically jamming out with the students, having a great time during the Alabama game. And a lot of that stuff, all of that stuff, honestly, starts with football. I mean, they're the, they're the ones that can kind of bring those people in. Um, and the Hezbollah thing, I don't even know if I'm saying his name right. It's I, I don't something that I don't either. It, it's, it's so funny on social, and our social team over at football does such a great job capitalizing on that and just kind of continuing the momentum. Like You'll notice it's not just one thing. It's building on multiple posts and kind of keeping that trend going. And it, I mean, it's just awesome. It, it makes our life so much easier, and it gives us ideas, and it gives us content to work with, people to work with. Um, so we're, we're so grateful to have a head coach that's just willing to go out there and you know, let it fly. He's not scared of anything. So, and, and again, with football social team over there, they make our life easy. Um, but yeah, it's great. I check social media every day and sometimes football does it without us even knowing. And we're like, Oh, this is awesome. A yeah. super famous person doing whatever is interacting with our football team. Um, so very grateful to have that. Definitely not the case at every school around the country, as most of you probably know. Everybody's excited about Mercer. We get all that, but Mercer's not LSU. They're not Auburn, mm-hmm. and they're not Texas A&M, and, and specifically LSU. The university has already announced that that game is going to be a sellout, and if yep. history, history proves itself, it's either going to be an 11 a.m. game uh, leading out of game day or a 2.30 game on CBS. How – or I guess if something crazy happens, you might get some form of a night game. That's very doubtful, I think. Right, right. Uh, so how do you plan for that? I know you've got a big whiteboard and you've got ideas, and I'm sure you circle one home game a year or two home games a year to where you pull out all the stops. Is uh, Not necessarily going into to, to game day theatrics, but, but what do you do as a team to plan for a big game like that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it comes from a lot of different aspects. So from a marketing standpoint, you know, that's the game where you're – doing everything. LSU is the one circled for this year. Absolutely. I mean, we probably have three or four circled um, and probably isn't hard to figure out which ones those are, but I I think it starts from uh, when you look back at big anniversaries that year. So that can be a little hint for this LSU game, big anniversaries or things that have happened in the past teams you're looking to bring back. You have a couple days circled knowing whatever one's best available for all those people. But LSU is obviously an attractive draw for that. Um, and then whenever whenever you're doing this planning stuff, whether it's in again LSU, knowing it's likely not a night game, I guess you never really know, but maybe not something you look at for laser shows. But whenever you're doing calls with these companies that pull off all these crazy things, you just have a couple games circled that you constantly bring up to them. So um, it, it's it's difficult to plan for because you know me on my first year in football, you want to do everything right away, you want to show all the fun stuff you're doing, but obviously you kind of have to prioritize which games are the biggest games. And on the flip side, you only get seven chances to show off a year. So you can't hold too much back on each game. Um, 
but it, those games tend to become a catch-all. So any recognition you're doing, any cool thing you tend to do, basically all falls on those two or three games, and it just turns into an awesome show, at least what we hope is an awesome show. So that is uh, LSU is definitely one of those this year. And, yeah, I mean, like you said, the game sold out. It sold out very quickly, I think, within 48 hours of our single game tickets yeah. going on sale. And then our Club Red student section sold out as well. So we fully expect, you know, most of our home games to be packed to the brim. You guys pulled off Eli Manning Day, and I thought mm-hmm. it was – and I, you hate to use the word flawless because I'm sure in the inner workings you had all types of, you know, arms going in all different directions. But from a just a very 10,000-feet view for me, it looked like it went off without a hitch. How much went into that, and, and oh how gosh. much did you learn from that for something like that to be happening again? Yeah, I think so. That was actually my first year here. So Paris was kind of um, orchestrating everything behind the scenes. But what it becomes is basically you have to make sure you do enough to pay respect to whoever you're recognizing. And then when it's a guy like Eli Manning, like what is enough? I mean, nothing is ever enough. So you're you're doing everything you can to make sure you know they're getting what they deserve on that day. And I think what the big picture stuff is the stuff you see, right? The Manning in the end zones. Eli and his family doing the walk of champions, the big recognition at halftime. But then you got to think of the little stuff, like how are we getting them from this hotel to here? How are we, who are we putting up in the press box to pull back the banner when we unveil his number? Like that's the type of stuff that tends to make me nervous. Like I know we can tackle the big picture stuff, but what about the small stuff that you don't think about? Um, But I actually had the, I had the pleasure of working with Eli basically all day that day. And he was awesome. I mean, he couldn't have been a nicer guy and, he helped us a lot, just very easygoing. We didn't have to worry about where we needed to get him, when we had to get him somewhere. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's kind of the, that day I think was a perfect example of what Lane Kiffin always talks about with create a new box instead of thinking outside the box. Like yeah. we did what a lot of people do when they retire a number, but then you do stuff like the Manning in the end zone and just all the t-shirts, at the buttons, the jerseys you were selling, the cutouts all over the concourse. There was just so much that went into it. I think, you know, I like to think we knocked it out of the park, but it you kind did. of sets a precedent for the rest of yeah. them. So it's it's good to experience for sure, and it's good to have hopefully one of those every year, a couple of years, where you can bring back a super big former student athlete and recognize them and give them what they deserve. Yeah, I thought the end zone painting w- was huge. The band spelled out Eli. I've, I've got, I'm looking at the picture in my office that I took myself, and I just thought it was was flawless. And, you know – you fast forward there, uh, you come to this season, and looking at this season as a whole, what what can fans expect? Number one, I know the Walk of Champions, there's been some some construction there for a number of years with that the new yep. building to the left. Uh, there's been uh, some things kind of going on around campus. Any type of updates you can you can give the fans here? Yeah, so I mean, I guess we'll start with some of those that I think are really important logistical updates. So the Walk of Champions – the path has changed. So instead of going, um, I, I can't remember the names of the building. So we, we will post a map. So anyone looking for more information, we will have um, a press release and graphics release probably today. So Thursday, August 24th on social media that highlights all of this. But it's important from a walk of champions standpoint because the team can't walk through the area where the construction's happening. But fans also will not be able to. So the path will basically change where instead of making that turn in the grove they usually make, They'll walk straight through and kind of cut through between. Um, I'm totally blanking on the well, name one of the building. Is, that's the pharmacy building. Are yes, they walking? Right, they're walking right. through. So, the pharmacy building will be on the the your right as you're walking towards the stadium. 
Right. So it's between what the research center and Coulter hall, I think it is. Yes. Um, and they'll walk right down to all American drive uh-huh. through the Lloyd bell tower. So it'll just be a little bit more of a roundabout way. Um, so we'll have, you know, same things we've had in the past for walk champions, just that path will change. My biggest concern with that is just fans needing to know that that area will not be open by that STEM building where they're doing the new construction. I don't want fans walking down the sidewalk and all of a sudden hitting a dead end. You know, every little thing like that matters to us for the game day fan experience. So big thing there, we're going to highlight that. We're going to send out push notifications. We're going to do whatever we can to cover that. Um, but the walk of champions path change, and I think is a big one. There's also been some parking updates. And again, these will all be on the release that we send out as soon as we get it done here. But um, the Jackson Avenue center is now a reserved lot. So fans that usually parked at the JAC will be directed to a different off campus lot. Um, and we've added parking over at Oxford high school and I believe the community college. No, we already had parking there. So Oxford yeah. high, I think is the big one there. Um, and then there's an addition of off campus parking dedicated exclusively for ADA parking. So trying to increase the number of spots for that. Um, and the, obviously with these off campus parking spots, the off campus shuttle system has also been expanded to efficiently serve all those parking lots. Um, real quick, Matt, on, real quick, Matt on parking. Um, so if, if the parking will be dedicated at the, what we call the old mall, um, that's going to be reserved parking. Is that correct? Yep. That'll be reserved. Parking. Okay. Yep. Will there be complimentary parking with the exception of a fee to ride, uh, transportation? Is it, will that be an opportunity like Oxford high school? Is that still open along with, um, the Northwest campus on, uh, yeah, I'm, I believe so. And I know last year we started with clutch where it was pay to park. Okay. Um, I don't want to make promises. I can't deliver on and that'll all be highlighted in the press release. We release and it'll, it'll be covered by our events team works on all that. And we will get communication out as quickly as we can. Um, but th- I believe there will still be complimentary parking on off campus locations. Perfect. Okay. Well, a lot of people utilize that transportation that, uh, just, just takes all of the congestion off of campus. You know, they've pretty much right. locked, uh, locked down transportation on campus. And I think that's great from a safety standpoint, uh, to, to, to alleviate those, those vehicles. But I'll be honest, Matt, there's a, they do a terrific job. The city of Oxford, Ole Miss, uh, and transportation and getting folks to and from the stadium as safely as possible. Yeah, and it, it blew my mind coming here. I, I was at Michigan State previously, and a, a lot of the schools in the north, I feel like, have your traditional tailgates where there's yeah. just parking lots all around the stadium. You park there, you open the truck bed, and you tailgate. That's why it's called tailgating. And I remember my first game here, I was like, "There is everybody has to park off campus, and it was so efficient. I couldn't believe. It just seemed to me like it would be a logistical nightmare, and they've, they've got it down to a T, so – Again, we know that's such a huge part of game day. Obviously, the game is huge, but how you get there and how you leave and how efficient that is can make or break your game day. And we would we would hate for something as, I don't want to say simple because it's not simple, but for you to have a great day all the way through and then you're just trying to leave the stadium and get back to your car and it's an absolute nightmare. So that's our biggest thing we want to prevent. We want that to be seamless from the time you leave your front door to the time you get back to your house. And for the folks listening, don't worry. We'll have it at Brad Logan COT. We will tweet the link out. You can also go to OleMissSports.com and all of your social channels. It'll be pushed there as well. And I would expect, Matt, that will be pushed to the Ole Miss app. So folks yep, will have 100%. all their information right there at their hands. Uh, it, the university has done a great job of technology, and it has come a long way, you know, Matt, really over the last four or five years. Uh, everything's ticket less now. 
Uh, it's so easy now to get things pushed to the phone, parking. And uh, one quick thing before we let you go, it's a, it's, it's going to be a hot one. And I think a lot of that is because uh, Lane Kiffin, Keith Carter, want to get this team prepared before they go down to play uh, in that heat of New Orleans at 2 o'clock in the afternoon on ABC. Mm-hmm. What what are you suggesting for the fans coming in? Obviously, uh, we've talked about parking. We've talked about you know ticketing and, and all that good stuff. But it's going to be really hot. And, and what's the university doing to make sure that the fans are going to be taken care of? Yeah, absolutely. We are obviously very, very conscious of that. And we know 1 o'clock is about as difficult of timing as you can have for an early September game. I think one of our big things is I'm sure people have seen them around the concourses, the big water monsters we yes. put out. So we're putting as many of those in as many locations as possible. Our top priority is everybody is as safe as possible. Um, For the student section, we know it. the sun beats down on you guys down there. So we'll have fans that we're putting on every seat. Um, We've got a sponsor on those, so it'll be a little hand fan. Again, I understand not going to fix the problem. We're just trying to do whatever we can to help. Um, But I think from an athletic standpoint, the messaging is just hydrate, and we're just – wishing encouraging everyone will be there to support our football team in game one we understand the heat we understand all that stuff um and a good consolation is the grove has a lot of shade so if you're going to be in the grove stand under a tree enjoy yourself stand under a tent um but yeah we've just we're looking at weather hoping it's not one of those 100 degree days hoping it can be maybe in the 80s wishful thinking i know but yeah that that's our that's our goal but from a from a safety standpoint it's just hydration as much as you guys can we obviously have safety checkpoints all around the stadium i know starns is used as a big one right outside the student section right there for people that need any medical attention um that's a huge huge priority for us game one is just everyone has a good experience but a safe experience and before we let you go the uh, third game of the season it's Georgia Tech at 6.30, and by halftime, it's going to be good and dark. Anything we could tip off to the fans about what to expect in that first night game? Yeah, you know, we're just trying to – right now, big thing is fill the arena. Or, sorry, not the arena. I'm used to basketball. Fill the stadium. Um, so, we have – we're getting close on that one. I think our next closest game for sale is Texas A&M, and Georgia Tech is getting there as well as Arkansas. Yeah. So, get your tickets. It's going to be a fun atmosphere. That's going to kind of be our first chance to show off any of the new light stuff we're doing. Um, and again, that'll probably come later in the second half into the fourth quarter because of the issues with it being fully dark, but stick around and, uh, hopefully we put on a good show for you guys between that third and fourth quarter. That's what I'll tip you off on. There you go. And, and we won't keep you any longer, <laughs> but you said arena. So you open the door for me, Matt. Um, yeah. Chris Beard is recruiting lights out. This is going to be a fun basketball season. I can't wait. I know tickets are flying off the shelf. I can't wait to see what you guys have in store as well. You know, we've only tipped the iceberg of what can happen inside the pavilion. I can't imagine what's going through your mind about what we can do with a full arena. Yeah, I I, I mean, full transparency, I've kind of always been a basketball guy. College football, obviously love it. But growing up a Michigan State fan, going to Michigan State, basketball was the big sport that I focused on there. Um, And I'm just excited to bring some stuff to the pavilion that I've done or seen done up in East Lansing, Michigan, because – with a full arena, the capabilities are really endless, and Coach Beard is going to fill that arena up for us. It's, yes. It's a totally different marketing mindset where, you know, the tickets are selling. You're not really sitting there worrying about pushing tickets as much as you're worrying about what you're doing in arena, in venue, to make sure that place is as raucous as possible. Um, you know, it starts with Club Red. We need our students to show up. We need our students to be there and be engaged, and then all the fans around that. We, we understand, you know, weekday Tuesday games are tougher to get to for a season ticket holder than a Saturday game but 
basketball, we've got some big things in store. And I, I mean, Coach Beard is building a great team. I believe we're actually officially releasing the roster today. I know a lot of that is leaked out there. And Brad, I'm sure you're pretty aware of who's on the team at right. this point. Um, but we'll be announcing that at some point here very soon. He's Matt Smith, assistant AD for marketing and fan experience at Ole Miss, and has been so kind to give us a few minutes today. It's a busy time in the uh, in the office over at the Athletic Building in Oxford, and Ole Miss and Mercer kick off in less than two weeks. Matt, thank you so much. We look forward to having you back on the program. And uh, you heard him. Bye, bye, bye. Need to buy those tickets because they're not going to be around much longer. Matt, thanks very much for joining us. Thanks so much, Brad. Hopefully we'll get to talk again before basketball season, talk about all the other fun stuff we're doing for them. So appreciate you having me. And thanks again to Matt Smith, the assistant AD for marketing and fan experience for joining us here talking about Ole Miss football and what you can expect. Remember, we'll link that release coming to our Twitter feed at Brad Logan COT. That'll also be coming to your official Ole Miss app and then all of the Ole Miss social channels. We appreciate Matt joining us. A lot of fun stuff, and there's some things he can't talk about, And but we will, I promise you, we will tip you off a little bit before game time uh, the week of those games about some things that are coming down the pipe. We want to make sure you are in the seats, and most importantly, in the seats early enough to see some of the cool things that are coming down the pipe from Ole Miss. It's going to be a fun year. It's going to be a fun year for you, the fan. And here's the thing. It's going to be a lot of fun at Ole Miss basketball. And some things that Matt – and you know he's coming from uh, he's coming from Michigan State, and you all know about the history of Michigan State, the number of Final Fours, uh, the number of times that team has won some ball games. And you talk about winning. Tom Izzo has won a lot of basketball games, so Matt's got a couple of ideas he's bringing down from Michigan State for that Ole Miss basketball team inside the pavilion, and you are going to be the beneficiary of that. By the way, buy those tickets because if you don't buy them now. They may not be here in a couple of months. It's Ole Miss football, Ole Miss basketball, Ole Miss women's basketball. So many things happening here at Ole Miss, and we look forward to bringing them to you right here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Network. So grateful for our sponsors today, Bet Online, Bet Online, where the game starts. Use that promo code Believe B L E A V to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on that very first deposit. Also thankful for our sponsorship with the College Corner. They've got a brick-and-mortar store in Oxford now. Just take a ride on Sis Avenue, go down there, right past Wendy's on the left, and the Oxford Commons. What I like about it, incredible polos. You know me. I love a good polo, and I love a good quarter zip. They've got the names that you like. They've got the logos that you like. The quarter zips, the polos, the materials, the wicking material. Yeah, you're going to need one. They've got the powder blue. They've got the navy. They've got the red. They've got the white. They've got everything you need. The names you like, Horn Legend, Varsity Tailgate, Columbia, Nike, all the big-time players, the College Corner. And, oh, by the way, they've got the tumblers, they've got the dog collars, but they've got those jerseys you like, the hats you like. Go by and see Scott today. Tell him you heard about it on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, part of the Believe Network, the College Corner, now in Oxford. Debbie Johnson. We're so grateful for her sponsorship herself, 662-689-0090. Let her be your real estate agent today. That special property, it's got your name on it. Just give her a call. She'll help you find it. Debbie Johnson, our real estate agent here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. Thank you so much. Enjoy the game uh, this upcoming weekend. College football is here. Vanderbilt's kicking off. Hawaii's kicking off. Notre Dame versus Navy in Ireland. College football's here, and the Rebels are kicking off under two weeks 
We'll have you covered right here on the Believe and Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Network. been listening to the believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host Brad Logan download the show on Apple podcasts Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts please subscribe rate and leave a review online be sure and check us out on Twitter at Brad Logan C-O-T-E and at believe podcasts as well as Facebook Brad Logan media from the vault to the pavilion to Swayze Field. It's all Ole Miss all the time. This has been the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.